Join us in Mixing Business with Pleasure, a podcast about loving your work and working with your love. Your hosts, Mike and Gabby, are entrepreneurs who have found their passion in both their personal and professional relationship. The pair who swore never to work with each other are now working happily together side by side in love, life, and business. Tune in each week as we feature co-founders who are also lovers and are proving that business and pleasure really do mix well together. Welcome back to the Mixing Business with Pleasure podcast, the show all about loving your work and working with your love. If you're tuning in for the first time, we're really excited to have you. And if you're one of our longtime listeners, thank you so much for your continued support. It means so much to us to be able to share these stories of married entrepreneurs with you. Today's guests, Jim and Shantae Getz, are married entrepreneurs, parents of three, and also fellow podcasters. They are joining us from Colts Neck, New Jersey, where they own and run a health and fitness company called Functionized. As you'll hear in the podcast, Functionize is more than just a gym, and it's more than just a fitness company. It really offers so much more in terms of holistic health and mental wellness, and we're really excited to speak with Jim and Shante. Prior to opening their business, they worked in separate jobs, but often in the same industry. And while their careers were parallel, you will find out that Jim and Shante are obviously the perfect complement to one another in and outside of work. Through Functionized, Shante works on the health and wellness of the human mind, while Jim focuses on the body. Together, they offer a wide range of holistic wellness services to their customers. We obviously loved the tips, dreams, and goals these two shared with us, and we know you're going to gain so much valuable insight from our chat as well. In fact, if you love what you hear today, we'd be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. And if you screenshot your review and send it to us either via email or DM on Instagram along with your mailing address, we'll be happy to send you a set of our super fun and awesome Mixing Business with Pleasure stickers as a thank you. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy our interview with this amazing power couple. Welcome back to another episode of Mixing Business with Pleasure. And today we have the pleasure of having Jim and Shante from Functionized in Colts Neck, New Jersey, join us on the show. Welcome, you two. Thank you for having us. Well, we're excited to dive into your business and your life and everything that you've shared with us and and things that we're going to uncover on the show today. Before we begin, we kind of have some questions that we like to ask right up front. So our show is all about work and love, and work and love are both four-letter words. So we'd like to know what your favorite four-letter words are. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I'm going to just throw out wine. It's um, probably one of my favorite four-letter words. <laughs> that is a good one. And we've had a few people on the show actually say that one too. So, and I would agree there. Is there a particular, particular type of wine or just wine in general? Snobby biodynamic wine. South America, mostly. Nice. Wine snobs over the years, if yes. you would. Um, <laughs> Nice. Yeah, it's an enjoyable hobby, if you would. I would agree with that. We've, uh, I, I can't say we're bona fide wine snobs just yet. We'll, we're probably we're gonna wannabe get there. wine snobs. Wannabe wine snobs. <laughs> but we've, we've been to Napa a few times uh, for vacations, and we've had just amazing times there exploring the vineyards and learning about wine. And 
Jim, what about you? Any four letter words that stick out in your mind? And this is an adult show, so we're totally okay. <laughs> we're totally okay with, you know, whatever pops out, really. Food, <laughs> and, food, food, here food, we go. food, food, food and, wine. and wine. Okay. Food and wine. Yep. Excellent. Don't All rest right. in there. We don't get to rest too often. So no, when that's, we do, that's a word that doesn't occur. It's quite appreciated. Uh, <laughs> um, well, tell us, what came first, business or love? Love. Definitely love. That was uh, 20 years ago. So that definitely came first. Tell yeah. us a little bit about your love story. Sure. So I found a baseball groupie that would just follow me around and she was just so <laughs> annoying. And one of these things I finally said, fine, I'll go out with you. Not really. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that maybe that perspective is a little skewed, Jim. Let's hear from Shante. <laughs> it's, it's a little skewed. That is kind of partly it. Uh, I didn't know I wanted to marry a baseball player from the time I went to undergrad. Uh, he just happened to be that baseball player. Um, but we met my, my first day of classes, freshman year of undergrad for me at the University of Tampa. So I was a Florida girl mostly. He was the Jersey boy, came down to play baseball and met him in the main hobby, in the hallway, I guess, um, of the building down there. And I'm like, this guy's really cute. I went up to him and I said, hey, my name is Shante and I live in Smiley 209 and that's history. So that was wow. 20 years ago. We've been married for 15. We have three awesome kids. The business is baby number four, as we call it. Um, so yeah, we just kind of evolved. Uh, didn't think we'd ever have a business together, but our interests are so similar. It just made sense. You're going through the all the different years, I mean, as anybody grows together, you know, did the mall jobs, did the, the side jobs, you know, whatever it took along the way on the, then we just kept nerding out and going to school and <laughs> well you you guys are hitting on all the questions we wanted to talk about right up front so this is a perfect segue you know what i found fascinating about your story is that you guys have such similar backgrounds in terms of your professions and your interests and and your education and obviously you're both very passionate about health and wellness which we want to dive into later on in the in the episode but i'd like to know what what was the push that made you guys decide to want to become business owners and entrepreneurs? I think, well, personally, it's always just been my thing. Uh, I don't like people telling me what to do. And uh, I guess that can go both ways on you know, positive or not. But when I went to Cairo school and uh, got all my national requirements knocked out of the way with national boards and everything, I knew that I was going to be open up my own practice. Um, worked for enough doctors along the way that, all right, enough's enough, I got that out of the way, let me do my own thing. Mm -hmm. Well, Shante was deciding, hey, let's get a PhD now. And she was getting into well, biofeedback. Yeah. Yeah. So I went back to the masters in sports psychology, fell in love with the field of biofeedback. So I said, uh, well, masters isn't good enough. So I gotta get the PhD to go with it. <laughs> and can just kind of hit me. You know what, if you're working with the brain and everything I do stems from the brain, why don't we just do it in the same like space together? Mm -hmm. And uh, we never really look back on that. And then everything that we've kind of done has really evolved a lot going, taking our fit lab and then going and opening up another clinic on top of that. Now looking for another clinic and another lab and uh, just 
taking off of what we've been doing as opposed to just having a small town. There's nothing wrong with it. Just right. quaint little uh, office because three kids cost a lot of money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, we, have, we have one and she's costing us quite yes. a fortune already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So really yeah. quick, if I could ask before we, I'm guessing for the majority of people uh, that listen to our show, if you could talk about what is biofeedback? So biofeedback is basically feeding your in, your brain information on what your body is doing in real time. So you look at a screen and you can see a spike in your heart rate. You can see a spike in your skin conducting, so your sweat response. That's actually one of the biggest ones. So if you're looking at the screen and you say something or you have a thought uh, that stresses you out, you see it immediately spike on the screen. Mm -hmm. So now you know that that's a trigger word or that's a trigger thought. And now I teach you how to regulate your stress response to that so that no longer becomes that spike and you have a balanced, nice, you know, peaks and valleys, ebbs and flows within your heart rate and your heart rate variability. So it's all about I call it, you know, it's the best stress management that you can get because when you see what your body's doing in response to the outside world, you handle it that much better. So mm. parents become mm -hmm. calmer, um, athletes stay focused, executives, you know, can do better presentations. So I've transferred it a lot from the sports world into the peak performance business world. Inadvertently, it wasn't my intention. I wanted to work with athletes. Um, I still like working with youth athletes. I think it's a great foundation to help them through life. But mostly it's more of the business professionals that I've kind yeah. of come in contact with. Um, and that's fascinating because a lot of the folks that listen to this show are business owners or entrepreneurs or, or are people that are looking to, to become business owners. And a lot of them uh, work with their spouses or their life partners. And like the show, you know, the show title suggests mixing business with pleasure. Jim, you had said something that I wanted to touch on you and you shared with us that you guys just work better together. This is kind of the quote that we took from you guys. And by working with each other, you have really grown as a couple. And I'd love to explore, you know, the ways in which you guys have grown as a couple and what in your relationship allows you to work so well together. When I was working back before I went to chiropractic school with the Toronto Blue Jays, I was a strength conditioning coach for them. And even in spring training, I'd be over in the town of Dunedin, Florida, and Shantae would be over in Tampa, and it's 40 minutes away, not a big deal, but I would spend literally from quarter five in the morning. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't get back till seven o'clock in the evening. I'm exhausted, and it seemed like it took a while after all the days for us to kind of reharmonize and resync. Whereas when we are actually together, we don't drive each other nuts. Like, I need to get away from you. Right. And we just find this flow together and we are more harmonized and in sync. I become much more productive. Shante seems to be much more productive. If I'm doing something that's going to lead us down the wrong path, she's right there to know and say, hey, why don't we try this instead and vice versa. So the idea of a lot of couples who just want to split and have their own time, uh, it doesn't work as well for us. It doesn't transfer into the house as well. So when he was in chiropractic school, we had 
two children. So I would have them, you know, here in New Jersey and he's in Connecticut and mm-hmm. coming home on the weekends, we couldn't get a good rhythm. I'm used to doing things a certain way. He comes home, you know, and now it's a different way because daddy's home and it's fun playtime all the time. <laughs> um, our summers when he was home, it would take us a little while to find that right balance and rhythm. Whereas mm-hmm. working together, we know how structured we need to be at home. We have the structure here at work and it just seems to flow that much better. Uh, there's no starting and stopping. And I like her. She's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the most important thing. You know, it's funny because Mike and I, we work together and we often get, I mean, I can't tell you, we've been in business now for almost four years and still we are um, people that meet us for the first time or, are, or we're, you know, part of the new biz process. People will say, oh, are you guys married? And then immediately after, it's followed by, oh, I could never work with my wife. I could never work with my husband. Do you guys hear that a lot? Constantly. (laughs) And what's your response to that? Like, what do you say? Can't imagine not. Um, That's what we say. You know, it's easier. It's like the church, you know, state, like separation. It's like, you know what topics to talk about, you know, here. And you know what topics not to bring home with you. Right. So We've worked apart, you know, we, we started working in different jobs. Um, and then it's, well, what did you do today? What did you do today? And it's like, it's boring that way. Now we kind of see what each other's doing and sort of enhance and we share, you know, members and clients and it's just more of a cohesive process. I actually feel bad for people. <laughs> I, I guess at this point, like, why in the world are you with somebody if you don't want to be around them? I mean, yeah. that is just, sad so why did you get together with him in the first place what changed along the way a lot of people just they don't care you know i'm with them i'm stuck with them we've got kids and i'm gonna be miserable for the rest of my life and that's certainly not the way to go i mean I that, think that's I'm, usually I'm, jim that's exactly a thought that goes through my head i never say it but it's always like well but it sounds like you got a much bigger problem yeah <laughs> just not being able to run a business you know, one of the one of the things that we often explore on this podcast is, you know, this idea of, you know, creating boundaries and separation. So, you know, working with your spouse as you guys do, as we do, as everyone on our show does, it's easy to get sucked into work. It's easy to get sucked into the day-to-day operations of the business and and often, maybe not always, but sometimes neglect the relationship or the romantic side of the partnership. What are things that you guys do to ensure that you have that perfect balance for yourselves, both on the work side and on the pleasure side. I mean, sometimes when we go out once in a blue moon, we actually have to say, okay, stop talking about work. We've got other things that we could actually talk about. And then... Try to just, even if it's here, you know, we keep a bottle of wine at the office. Just, you know, (laughs) some nights if we're working late on Fridays, we'll just sit and, you know, I'll do catch up on my computer work and we'll catch up on website stuff. And, you know, we just kind of take our time and chill out together, um, make it a fun process. You know, we have lunches here, you know, during the week, you know, be like, all right, it's our quiet little time. We get to have lunch together. So just trying to keep it not so serious all the time. I still see her like I just met her so after the 20 years. So that other stuff that you said before the show that we don't really talk about along with politics, it's not really that <laughs> difficult. <laughs> For p- those listening, we were we were telling Jim and Shantae that we typically don't talk about sex or politics on the show, <laughs> but it is it is an adult show, so we can talk about anything that you guys want to talk about. I find with a lot of couples, they you know again they don't want to be together, so they're not together in that way either. If you want to be together, 
pick a time and a place. It doesn't matter when and where. Hey, what are you doing right now? Come follow me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. I love that. I love that. Well, and it's true. You know, sometimes you have to spice up the marriage and spice up, you know, not to get too personal, but Mike and I would, when we were just starting out in our business and things were a little slower and things were not as, as, as demanding as they are now, we had a bit more free time in our day to add in some of those pleasure moments. Right. Um, and, and then, and then that and we happen to have be a completely remote business. So that we're helps remote. We work from home. So that helps. And, you know, not to get into too, too much detail, but that was actually how we came up with the name for the podcast is I would joke and I would say, are we mixing business with pleasure? You know, because it was very <laughs> taboo. And, and then at one point, Mike was like, you know, that'd be a great name for a podcast. And, yeah. and three years later, we, we, um, we kicked that off. So I, I awesome. love that advice. Yeah. You do what you can, you know, you're, we're young enough and it's, you know, we're happy, we're, we're healthy, we're, we're in good shape. So yes. you know, we, it's like a why not attitude. Well, and I, you know, being in good shape now, you guys are very in good shape <laughs> and, and you, you talk a lot about, um, about that in your business and it's really the basis of your business. I know, Mike, we wanted to talk a little bit about their business. You had some great questions. Well, we're going to talk about all sorts of stuff with these guys, but yeah. before we segue into the business, one thing you kind of talked about it, but Jim, I think you mentioned, you know, rest isn't a word that you guys do a lot of. Talk about that. So, I mean, obviously recovery is important. You need rest. How do you do that? Uh, well, we're big fans of football and wine Sundays. Yep. So that's our day off. We actually closed for the first time in October on Sundays. We were open seven days a week. So wow. last three years, we, we alternated between us and our other, you know, business partner and the Sundays. And we're like, you know what, we just opened another clinic, you know, mm-hmm. enough is enough. So we took Sundays for ourselves. We, we create homemade, healthy pizzas enjoy some good wine, some good football, you know, hang out with the kids. It's just our traditional family day. And now our kids, you know, our little one, she's five. She's like, it's family day, you know, and it's super exciting <laughs> for them because um, they get to be a part of it. It's not easy to find rest time. Uh, you know, we try to create consistency at night. Um, you know, we get the kids to bed. We'll watch like one show and then like we'll go to bed because we're up early, you know, so it depends when it's summer, we're up you know, at 5 a.m. and we're out running or, or walking and now it's colder, not so easy to want to get up at 5 a.m. to go outside. Uh, you know, one, so. <laughs> one of the tough things though is actually sticking to going to bed yep. at night. Yeah. Because how easy is it? Yeah, well, just one more show. Just one more thing. Uh, let me mm-hmm. pick up my phone and let me look at something I really don't need to look at just for the sake of picking it up because, you know, I'm addicted to it. By shutting these things out, you know, we obviously get into it big time. I got my blue blocker glasses I put on most evenings. Uh, try to have that routine, mm-hmm. have a little uh, calming drinks, all these different things to help with the neurotransmitters and the brain to help sleep better and replenish for the entire day. But doing our best to get the 7.6 hours of right. sleep necessary. <laughs> <laughs> We usually don't get to talk about this stuff, but I think it's extremely important. And when I know that when, when I am doing a really good job at it, I do a lot better in terms of having that routine and, you know, like the, especially the, the, both the morning and the, and the bedtime and the evening routine, if you will. Talk about like what, what is like for the, for the average person, let's assume the average business owner, what are the things that they can take action on today, tomorrow, whatever it is, uh, to create that evening routine to get them set up for the next day? 
I love routines and I do a lot of talks on improving sleep uh, because people don't value the importance of sleep, um, you know, and moving into the next day. So I know there's a million Google Calendar things out there and apps, but I am a paper and pen type of person, you know, and if you're having issues sleeping, it really does help and make a difference to physically write out what's on your mind and what's on your agenda for the next day. Because when you're staring at that Google Calendar, you're going to stare at something else and you're going to check Facebook and you're going to check Instagram. But if it's physically written in front of you, that's all you're looking at. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so it really helps to solidify and focus on what you're doing. Uh, so so you prepare, so you write out kind of your agenda for the following day, the evening before? Yeah. So Shante, I, I'm with you because this is this is what I do too. <laughs> yeah, but the problem on is paper. at the end of the day, you end up on your phone. <laughs> I do end up on my phone. It is a very <clears throat> bad habit. And then that is something that we are trying as both as a couple in our business, but also for our daughter to really be deliberate about not being on the phone and making those healthy habits. And you know, Shante, you you show your clients quite literally the stressors and, and the things that get them to react in their body. And Jim, when you work with your clients, you're focusing on their physical performance, um, their body, the, you know, the health and wellness side. So what are some, you know, knowing the kinds of people that listen to the show, you know, young folks with young kids, um, entrepreneurs, business owners, people that are looking to transition into becoming business owners, what are some of the tips or advice that you would give in terms of creating healthy habits at home? I would say step one and definitely piggyback on this one is goals. You know, if people don't have goals, and I'm talking about both long-term goals and those short-term goals to create that path to get there, then they're just running around haphazardly. It's like, let me just join a $10 a month gym membership and then walk around aimlessly. And by osmosis, I'm gonna look and feel amazing. It's not gonna happen. Because with these goals, there's gotta be purpose behind it. You know, why in the world did we decide to grow functionized out of nothing? Well, there's purpose behind that. Now we can actually set a path on what to do day in and day out to get us to those goals. And then once we achieve them, create new goals to keep on moving forward, it's, right? It's a smart goal process, you know? So it's creating the smart goals because as humans, and the more that we accomplish, the more motivation we have to accomplish more. So mm -hmm. it's starting small and creating more strategic moves after that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if somebody comes in and they want to lose, you know, 50 pounds, well, you're not going to set out to lose 50 pounds first. Okay. Can you get somewhere three days a week? You know, can you commit to yourself to making a small change? that's going to help you make a big change. Right. You know, so I mean, it, it would be lovely if one day we snap our fingers and that excess weight would come right off that you know then you guys would not be in business that's for sure right <laughs> magic pill that everybody wants you know right right with, with work with school you're not going to wake up and have a million followers you know you're not going to wake up and have you know a million dollars in the bank you know it's planning and it's strategic I mean, even when it comes to business you don't just say you know what i want to have a hundred million dollars okay great that, that, it's wonderful. Yay. Now, what are you going to do to get that? Right. And if right. you're just working haphazardly towards $100 million, you're never going to get it because there's no passion behind it. So every action needs to have a passion and a true reason behind it. You know, you want to lose 50 pounds. Great. What is the passion behind it? 
Is it you want to get back into that wedding dress that you were in back in the day? You want to live longer? I mean, there's all these reasons that individuals can find the passion. It's different for everybody. So once you can hone in on that passion, now you really got something that you can get up the four in the morning, put your feet on the ground with emphasis and really give thanks for the day and go for it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I always, I always joke that, uh, you know, if success were easy, the world would be full of billionaires with washboard abs. So. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we talked a little bit about business and you mentioned a couple of things. I do want to kind of transition us maybe to that a little bit. You mentioned expanding your business and having another clinic and having a business partner. Talk about that. What's it like to, have an outside business partner when you two are married co-founders it uh you have to find the right people so someone you have to have, your values have to align you know the growth and the business model has to work with both partners you know and you have to realize that you're not going to be able to do everything you know and that's why we can't be in four places at once you know and sometimes you have to understand to get more, you have to give up a little bit within your organization because you really, you're one person and you cannot do everything that four people can do. Um, so it's finding someone you trust, you know, and someone that understands the core beliefs of what the company is. What Shante said there, values, core beliefs. Also, you can't have two CEOs. Everybody has to know their role and be comfortable with the role from the get-go. Right. And if somebody is unwilling to fill that role, then they're not the right person to be in that role, whether it be a partner or whether it be the, the mailman in your office delivering the mail to everybody. It doesn't matter. Whatever the role is, they got to be willing to fill that role and do their best on that or the... The company won't grow right. if all people aren't. You're only as strong right. as your weakest link. So everybody's got to step up to the proper abilities. Yeah. So I'd love to know more about, you mentioned trust, you mentioned having, being able to uh, fit in terms of core beliefs and values. How did you go about sort of uh, looking for that person or interviewing for that person? Like what was the more detailed criteria? Uh, the other individual we work with, he was a roommate in chiropractic school. So same philosophies, yeah. uh, same yeah. education, blended well with, you know, like an extended version of our family, mm -hmm. um, you know, so it just kind of made sense to bring him on board um, to kind of fit in that other component. So, mm -hmm. you know, bring in another doctor that was trained the same way, basically. Right. If we bring um, anybody else in the future, it'd probably be more in an investor role. So they would have to have clearly defined reasons for them being there, what they're to do, what to expect, and go from there. You know, Excellent. Well, I want to talk a little bit about your business model and kind of what you do, because it's very interesting. It's, it's, it's not a traditional gym. It's nope. not a traditional doctor's office. Tell us, if you would, what is functionized and who are the types of people that you serve with your, with your business? The word functionized is quite literally to optimize your function. So whatever your daily performance is, whether it is being a mom, a dad, a corporate CEO or professional athlete, doesn't matter who you are and what you do, it's for you to be the better version of yourself. So this morning you woke up at whatever time, the goal is by the time you go to bed tonight for you to be a better version of yourself than when you first woke up. The whole model is to change your lifestyle and literally live that functionized lifestyle. The majority of people we work with are 
busy executives, those that don't have the time to spend two hours a day in the gym, plus doing all their meditation, mind work. And I mean, if you really think about it, if we wanted to, we could spend 10 hours a day just working on us. And what a life. I can't wait to just do that. Yeah, tell me when that happens, because I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for that. <laughs> Let's face it, in reality, uh, I mean, a lot of individuals will come in 15 minutes and they're gone. Uh, I love it when women come in in their business suits and don't even take off their high heels. They come in, they do their thing, and then they're right back out the door. Wow. Uh, yeah. And, and we tell people, you know, we have a lot of different equipment here. You can spend as much time with us or as little time with us, you know, as you want to. Most people don't need, you know, any help with anything. Others just want to hang out and pick our brains, you know, and figure out how they can take that out and either with, you know, their kids or their significant others. Um, yep. You know, one thing we've told everybody that comes in is you can't change anybody else. So when you're here, it's literally for you. You know, you have mm -hmm. to want to enhance your own performance and leave it at that. You know, a lot of people say, you know, I want to bring my husband and my wife and this and that. Well, if they want to be here, they'll be here. You know, it's, you can't change anyone else's mentality or put goals for anybody else. So it's always about focusing on yourself, not to be selfish in that aspect, but you know, I, I tell people self-care is not selfish because when you're Absolutely. the best version of yourself, you're the best mom that you can be. You're the best spouse that you can be. You're the best business owner that you can be. And it does all start from within. Absolutely. So uh, tell us a little bit more about, you know, you have a lot, you, like, as Gabby said, you're not a traditional gym. You have a lot of specialized equipment, you know, compared to popular things out there, either traditional, they big box gyms or CrossFit or any of that. So talk a little bit about that. The equipment that we have is artificial intelligence. We utilize biofeedback and neurofeedback as well. So instead of using dumbbells, for instance, at a traditional gym, um, it, it's more of a self-guided and everything is quantified. How do you know at the gym whether you should be increasing your weight or decreasing your weight? You really don't. You try it mm. and you go up by five pounds, down by five pounds. And unless you have a background in exercise physiology, let's face it, I don't do my taxes for reasons. I don't have a degree in accounting. The accountants can do a far better job than I am. But everybody thinks that they don't need a degree in exercise physiology and they just know what they're doing. They can go onto YouTube, figure it out. Majority of people never really seem to hit their goals. Well, everything we do from laser scans on the body to your cardio, to your strength training, to the brain work being done is all quantified. We see what's happening every single step of the way. It's designed to be extremely safe, far safer than free weights, extremely time efficient. So the cardio is done in Instead of 45 minutes, it's done in two 20-second sprints. With your rest and recovery, it's eight minutes and 40 seconds. Everything that we bring in has to be peer-reviewed in the research journals and then beat up here in our lab, meaning I got to go through it. Shantae's got to go through it. Does it hold water at the end of the day? And if it does, then we can bring it in and allow the general public to utilize it because we know it works. And if we're putting our names behind it, it better work because at the end of the day, well, our names kind of mean a lot, so. Absolutely. So Absolutely. For, for those listening, take a look at their website, which is? Functionize.com. Functionize.com, take a look at the photos. So if you've been to a regular gym before, there's squat racks, there's dumbbells, there's barbells, there's 
kettlebells, there's treadmills, there's God knows what in there, um, which, I mean, I've got a gym in the basement. I've got a squat rack and all sorts of stuff, to be honest. But if you take a look at what they have, you guys have, what, maybe five or six very, very specialized, um, as you mentioned, kind of AI and feedback-based technology. It's really everything is technology-based. And you'll, you'll see what I mean and why I'm asking the question. So definitely, yes. definitely check it out. It's very, very interesting. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm a bit of a, you know, fitness buff. And again, I'm, to a certain extent, I fit the model of, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I don't need a trainer. Uh, but because I've been in like the, the martial arts scene and whatnot since I was little and whatnot. But the reality is, is you do. Just like in our business, we, get, we hired a sales coach. We hired a business mentor. It's no different. I think it, anybody, no matter what level their fitness they have, you can always get better. And if that's what you want, you need specialized oh, yeah. help. The background I have, I mean, probably used to doing an hour, two hours a day um, to get a squat rack there. Don't get me wrong. I, I love this squat. It's it's fun. It's cathartic. Um, I enjoy doing Spartan races and CrossFit and all these types of things. But I know that I don't have the time. And we don't like to say I'm getting old, but getting cultured. So as I get cultured, my body breaks down a lot faster. Like we're that. aging like fine wine, Jim. That's what it. Exactly. That's what it is. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, you're really touching on something here because, you know, Mike and I, we're in our mid thirties and that's not old by any means, you know, we're, no, we're still very young and we've still got lots and lots of years and activities ahead of us. But I can already tell that, you know, I've, I've got some aches and pains from sitting down at a desk all day. I don't have the same upper body strengths as I did in my twenties. So, you know, picking up my daughter who's 33 pounds, not heavy, but still I get tired. So I think that, and I think especially, and I'd, I'd love your opinion on this, Jim, especially because you tend to work with a lot of business folks. When you're in business, whether it's your own business or you work as a high power executive or a very high level position in a company, you're absolutely right. Time is of the essence and it is often a lot harder to prioritize health and wellness. And so because you guys are based in New Jersey and I understand that you can only work with customers that are local to you. Is that correct? You, you, you don't yet have the facility to be able to remotely work with clients or do you do that? When it comes to nutrition, when it comes to peak performance coaching, we do that virtually as well. Okay. Excellent. Uh, I've actually been fortunate enough. There's an individual for his 50th birthday. He wanted to be in the best shape of his entire life. He was going to step up on stage. He flew in from Sweden to come see me. Wow. And then I got to know him a little bit here after a couple of days and he flew back home and then we worked remotely together. Excellent. All right. So, so you do offer remote coaching, which is great. We'll make sure to include that in the show notes. But for those that are, you know, in this position where they're, they're high powered executives, they're busy mm -hmm. working. And if they can't get to Colts Neck, New Jersey, or if the remote coaching isn't what they're <clears> looking for, isn't something they can afford right now, what are some, some easy tools or things that they can do as an executive, as a business owner to help start to tweak their body and, and, and their performance and their wellness? Two simple things, very, very simple things. And most likely they're not doing this already. Stop eating sugar, mm. stop eating bread. Just those two little things. If for some reason somebody says, yeah, I'll do that. And then after 24 hours, they start eating sugary stuff again and bread, then there's got some deeper issues going on there that need to be worked. Cause if you can't cut those two little things out, which is 
definitely not changing your entire diet around 180 degrees. Just two little things. Somebody does that and they're going to start noticing changes pretty drastically, pretty quick. Just as their body starts to reduce the inflammatory process. Yeah, I'm, I'm shaking my head because it's, it, it is amazing what those two things can do. Like when I was competing, uh, I, was, I did Thai boxing for quite a while. And when I was competing, I was eating very clean and obviously, you know, being on, doing a lot more exercise, et cetera. But just those two things, like, and I, I love, you know, I've got a sweet tooth. I love chocolate, all that stuff. And now... It's, it's an, it really is an addiction. It's funny because yeah. it happens at the same time. Once 10 o'clock hits, if I'm not reading and I'm in front of the TV, I'm right. eating crap, right? And it's, it's like one of those things you got to find those, those triggers. But once you can get out of it, it makes a huge difference. It does. I, I yeah. find that a lot of individuals become diseased, mm -hmm. uh, become obese, uh, brain fog, all these things. And I find it's more of a mental condition than it is a physical condition. Okay, we can fix it through changing physical means, but until the mind is right, everything going on between the ears there, why in the world is somebody, how I should say, can somebody lose 100 pounds and then gain back 120 the very next year? It's, I say, if you've accomplished the goal, why do you want to accomplish that goal again? You've already done that. Find right. another goal. But so many people will go back to that and then they use it as crutches for so many things. So. If we can get them to, as you were saying, Mike, kind of identify those triggers and move past that, then somebody can certainly achieve those basics, especially uh, when it comes to their health. And they will become a better business person, a better mom, a better dad, a better husband, or wife, brother, sister, simply by making these little tweaks and becoming that better version of themselves. Yes, yes. It's, I'm, I'm very glad that you said those two things because I know that in myself, um, sugary treats and bread and carbs, and those are things that I love. And those are things that, uh, that I know are my weaknesses or my Achilles heels. And I'm sure a lot of people out there today, especially, you know, given the American diet that many of us have, uh, those are things that are seemingly, like you said, easy to do, but mm -hmm. it's at least easy in theory, but much harder in practice because sugars can be found in just about everything that's out there, you know, especially processed food. Yeah. Um, but it is very sound and wise advice from, from you, Jim, and hopefully something that myself and a lot of folks listening out there, we can take that more seriously and apply that to, to live a better lifestyle. I have recognized in my 30s that when I do eat something that's very sugary or carb heavy, I will immediately feel the change in my body and mm -hmm. also in my brain. You know, in my 20s and, and certainly at a younger age, I never noticed that. Maybe it's not as perceptible when you're younger. Um, maybe you're just not as in tune with your body. But now in my 30s, I, I think I have a, the highest sense of awareness in my body than I ever had before. And I can already know what those triggers are going to be. It's just like you said, making that change mentally to right. be able to to affect your body physically. So thank you so much for sharing that. I want to ask you something, Jim, and this maybe relates more to the entrepreneurial side of things. I read that you were quoted in an article and you said, don't let your feet walk into a room that your mind is not ready to be in. Yep. So what does it mean to you? It means that be ready when you literally walk into a room at a uh, meeting or a table whether you're going in to ask for a variance in front of the zoning board, 
Well, they're going to ask questions. You should know your stuff. If you don't have the answers, you're not getting that variance. If you're going to be running for a political office, you should know the issues before you get up there and just start saying, duh, I don't know. This doesn't make you look too good. <laughs> How somebody wants to be perceived. Um, typically, you would think they want to be perceived successful. Now, the only way to actually be perceived that way is to actually be the expert. No more than everyone else in that room. Um, even I remember taking national boards, part four there, it's all practical. So there's a patient in every single room and you got to get the diagnosis right. You got to get the treatment right. Otherwise you will fail that station. You fail that station. You fail the entire board exam, come back next year and take it again. Now, what happens if it's a real person in there? Mm-hmm. You got to mm-hmm. hurt the person. You got to know your stuff. So if you're walking into a room unprepared, that means that you're just not ready to be in that room at that time and uh, others will see no and you will definitely suffer as a result it's excellent advice especially as entrepreneurs because you know we oftentimes have to wear many hats um you know in our business mike is the ceo i'm the vp but but we're also doing the marketing for our business we are doing the new biz that dev and we're doing hr and you know we're wearing all these hats and it's it's impossible to know everything in your entire business, you know, at least not in, at a very intimate level, you know, it's, it, you have to know everything in your business, but you can't be an expert at everything. But I think what you're telling, what you're saying here is, you know, if you've got to get up on a stage, whatever that stage might be proverbial or not, or, or actual, um, you have to put yourself in the best light. You have to be ready to defend whatever it is that you're going up against and, and put mm-hmm. yourself out there in a way that shows mastery and skill of what it is that you're doing. So I think that's great advice. You know, we encounter that quite often where we're talking to folks that are not really, their feet are ahead of their head. Let's just put oh. it that way. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it happens more than, uh, more than we care to admit. And, you know, and, and I think in those situations, like you said, it becomes very painfully obvious that this person isn't where they're, they're supposed to be. And, and sometimes the painful part is sometimes when that person is you. And I'm wondering, Jim, if you've ever been in a position where you were that person, that your feet were ahead of your brain and kind of what, what happened and what did you do to ensure that that didn't happen again? I would love to say, no, it's never happened to me ever. What are you talking about? Uh, Shantae's pretty good at keeping me grounded. Just put it that way. <laughs> you know, I'd love to have functionized in every state and every country around the entire globe. But I know that if I miss dotting the I and crossing the T here in Coltsneck, that by the time we got down to Florida, there's going to be a toppling of disasters along the way. So really our first couple years had been figuring out a lot of those, what could go wrong? I'm pretty sure it went wrong. <laughs> um, making sure it doesn't happen again, making sure the right systems are in place. And this last year, I mean, while I don't think any business, you know, Amazon, Apple is picture perfect along the way, something's gonna go wrong somewhere, but at least the right systems are in place where it's not gonna interrupt your daily business and you can continue to see those aspects of growth year after year after year. That's something that I am confident that we've finally hit after three years of doing this here. But along the way, if Shantae were not around, I'm pretty confident that I would have been taking way too much on my shoulders 
um, even more than I already do currently. She's actually forced me just uh, the other day, moving into the bigger facility, moved over a water fountain. Seems seemingly simple. Um, she made sure that I did not actually install it myself this time. Not that I would have done a bad job, but it would have taken me 10 hours to what it took the guy an hour and a half to do. Right. <laughs> and those 10 and hours- He's laughing because that's very, that's very much how I've generally yes. operate too, so. Right, Mike, yeah. I mean, you do it, it, it doesn't cost you a penny for the labor. I mean, right, however, right. in my case, there may have been a few more holes in some walls, a little more agitation going on and, uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah, we, we just had that same discussion the other day, Jim, about um, some, not an actual physical thing, but some tools in our tech stack. And Mike was saying, oh yeah, if I get the time, I can figure this out, I can configure it. I can. I'm like, Mike, when are you realistically gonna have the time? Number one. <laughs> Number two, by the time you have the time to do it, it's like six months have gone by and we're yep. you know, not optimizing the tool stack that we have. Let's just get somebody to do it for us. So we have this argument constantly. It's, it's reassuring to know that other couples in business also. My, <laughs> my go-to answer those. is I can figure it out. I can figure <laughs> it out. Right, right. Um, well, and, and it's also plain to see that, that this is another reason why your relationship with Shantae, both on the business and on the marriage side, just works because you guys have figured out the perfect balance to you know, keep each other in check and make sure that you're not taking too much on in the business that can be better serviced by somebody else who you know, is an expert in that particular function um, and really making sure that you as the CEO and leader of the company, that you're doing what is best optimized for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'd love to say, you know, we're picture perfect in every way there, but uh, I guess there is no such thing as perfect times. There is definitely good enough. Absolutely. So as long as you're hitting the goals along the way, then we're good enough right now. I couldn't agree more. That's, or they that's say a, perfect is the enemy of the good, right? Yeah, that's a hard business lesson that as an entrepreneur I've had to learn. And definitely in 2020, that has pushed me to go for that, that mantra of it's better to be done, it's better to be good than to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. So absolutely. Yes. So Jim, you mentioned, uh, you know, you mentioned kind of processes are now in place. What's the next step? Like, where's the, where's the business going? Obviously, you guys have a couple locations, it sounds like, and you said your yep. goal is to get it you know, across the country, et cetera. What's the, what's the next step? Well, what's the next couple of years look like? A couple facets is uh, I'm looking shortly after New Year to open up another clinic uh, for chiropractic care, biofeedback, probably about 20, 25 minutes away from where we are right now will be the next location. Uh, started over the summertime making a movie, the Keto Project movie. And uh, I cannot let that go over my head. I mean, when I came to Shantae and said, remember that movie Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith where, you know, he risked everything and lost everything? So we're kind of in a situation like that right now. Can I have some money? <laughs> 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 so uh, she gave me the blessing, said, okay. I uh, bought all the equipment necessary to get it up on Netflix and then uh, started flying across the country over the summertime, meeting with the people that we needed to, took uh, – Dr. Brandon utilized him as our guinea pig uh, lab subject where he had uh, 40 uh, <laughs> and, burgers a week. And Dr. Brandon is your partner, is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about, I don't know if you can, but uh, the premise of the movie, is it about how good keto is or how bad or like, or is it, what, what's it about? I'm glad you asked. 
it's not so much about how any diet is the most amazing thing in the world. <clears throat> I mean, you see a lot of the documentaries that are out there, Game Changers. That was fun to poke so many holes in on our podcast there. It's all about vegetarianism is the only way to go. Then you see another one, keto is the only way to go. Oh, carnivore is the only way to go. How confusing is this? But as I found along the way was that there really is no one size fits all for everybody. Myself, I do far better on meat than I do vegetation. All my lab results show it. Dr. Brandon, on the other hand, thrives on more vegetation than he does meat. His labs show it. I mean, even during his brain scans, it showed his brain patterns slowed so much on a all meat diet that we really don't know how he was functioning every wow. single day. I mean, even the neuroscientist who was interpreting this for us was saying, I really don't know how you're with us right now being able to communicate. It was wow. that bad. So when it comes down to what you should eat, we really should do labs and know your genetics first, and then we can start to guide on this is the best type of diet for you. And being able to meet with a lot of the different experts out there, I mean, when they go on the Joe Rogan podcast, they're tapping their one thing. Rogan's saying, you know, carnivore is the only way to go. And for those guys, yeah, it is good. And they should be having it. But for Dr. Brandon, not one bit. And that's kind of where I want to show in the movie here is you got to go with more than just a fad. Wow. Yeah, because I, I mean, keto is a bit, definitely a bit of a big fad right now. And I, I, know, I know enough to kind of know that, you know, that it's got its purposes and reasonings from the, you know, the medical community in terms of where it came from. But in terms of, you know, I mentioned kind of getting the lab test, understanding your genetics. What are those things that, I mean, ideally everybody should know what's the right diet, what's the right nutrition plan for them. What can the average person do? Like, what are the tests that they should get, et cetera? Like, I'd love to hear you. Genetic testing, I want to see, you know, what's your, do you have a uh, functional APOE uh, gene? Do you methylate well? Uh, I want to know any deficiencies that you may have, macronutrients. I want to know if you have any toxicities, um, any molds possibly in your environment. Even just doing a food sensitivity testing really helps out as well. Um, hormone panel testing. You know, if you are deficient in a certain hormone, or like when we found out with Shantae that poor thyroid panels would normally look good if we're doing a TSH T4 panel, but now we actually look at reverse T3 and see that all of our T3 is going to reverse T3 and it's not usable. I want to know all this information here, and then we can figure out what you should be eating. It's, it seems like there's a lot that goes into it, and there is, but that's why certain people thrive and certain people don't, and they are chronically fatigued, they're chronically inflamed, they're more uh, predisposed to get diseases, and they can't figure out why. Well, the answers are probably be in front of us right then and there if we can just see this information. I'm wondering, Jim, um, if anyone listening out there today would like to, you know, work with you guys to understand what they should eat, because that's a big, you know, eating is such a big part of our lives. You know, it, it consumes so much, not just 
the actual act of eating, but also thinking about what am I going to eat today? What I'm going to make mm -hmm. for dinner? Where, what I'm going to buy at the store, at the restaurant? You know, it takes a good 15, 20 minutes for you to figure out what you're going to have from the menu. Food just takes up so much of our brain space, you know, and so much of our thought process and so much of our life from a, from an actual perspective, but also from, um, let's just call it culture and, and entertainment, you know, food is part of what we do with friends and family. If there's somebody listening today and they would like to work with you guys in a remote basis to, mm -hmm. to understand their, their, their body on a cellular level to understand what they can eat or what they should stay away from, is that something that you guys can offer remotely? thousand percent absolutely okay yep. excellent excellent so what so anyone listening to today can reach out to you guys on your website and that could be a service that you could offer in a remote basis absolutely yep here's what i'd love to know related to that is you know when you think about like the general sort of medical practice right we get a physical once a year you go in half these doctors didn't know wouldn't know fitness if it hit them square in the face you know, you go in, they run your basic lab panel, they listen to your heart and lungs, they're like, yeah, you're good to go, come back next year, right? What you're talking about is much different and the, most people don't go that route. They don't get these tests, whatnot. Now, I'd love, and I'm assuming it part of it is because maybe they're not covered by insurance. I don't know how much of it, like that kind of stuff you could tell us, but if somebody wants to go that route, what do they need to do? Do they go to their regular doctor and say, hey, I want these three tests or whatever it is? Do they have to go through someone like you? What's the right way to go about it? Find a doctor who does take that approach. I had one of the greatest lines ever. If you don't like your doctor and what they do, fire them. Find a doctor that is close to you or give us a call. We'll be your doctor. And, uh, you know, figure out what, again, your goals are. Do you even need all these tests? Some people love to do all these tests. They want to do uh, DNA testing, yeah. telomere testing just because. They can't even tell me why they want to do it. It's just cool. Well, if you want to spend the hundreds of dollars to do that, fine. <laughs> but let's at least have a, a, an actual purpose to do it. Are we going to make you live longer? Great. There's our purpose. And let's, let's do that. Uh, some doctors, unfortunately, they won't order any of the extra tests. You know, if somebody is having struggles with their stomach and their weight, whatever it is, they may ask the doctor, I'd like to get a food sensitivity test done. And the doctor says, no, I don't see a purpose. Well, get a new doctor. Find one that will actually do that for you because it's your health. You're the one ultimately at the end of the day who's in charge of your health. I'm not going to be there holding your hands from now until the day that you pass away. It's you and you in this entire world. Now, I'll definitely yeah. be there by your side every step of the way, guiding you, making sure that you have the best freaking life possible but it's your decision at the end of the day. So be the best version of you possible. Absolutely. And that's the, the tagline <clears throat> of your business, right? Is, is anyone that walks in the door and works with you guys, your goal is to allow them to, and facilitate them to be the best version of themselves every day. Exactly. And that, that's what I love about biofeedback so much is it's teaching you and it's giving people the tools to manage your life the best way that you can. Mm -hmm. You know, I tell people, I can see you every week, I can for the rest of your life, but that's not gonna help you when I'm not there. You know, you have to be able to get yourself out of a stressful situation or cope with the kids better. Um, you know, busy presentations at work, you know, you, you're pitching a multi-million dollar contract, I'm not gonna be right there. Now people tell me I live on their shoulder, 
you know, all the time. <laughs> and that they, that they hear my voice in their heads, you know, and they were trying to make better decisions. And I'm totally okay with taking space on your shoulder, but it's all tools, you know, yeah. the brain is so amazing and you can learn so many things if you just give it the opportunity. And so we're just here to enhance your day-to-day -day activities with the opportunities and the knowledge that we have because everybody's capable of living a better life. I love that. I love that. Shante, I want to ask you some questions here. So you are a mom of three. You have a 13, an eight-year-old, and a five-year-old. You are an entrepreneur. You're a business owner. You have two locations. You're going to be opening a third in the new year, it sounds like. You have a PhD. And on top of all of this, we understand that you also do professional bodybuilding competitions. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> first of all, wow, like amazing. How do you balance it all? How do you do it all? What's, what's your secrets? It really comes down to lists. So I, like I said before, I'm a big list maker. If I don't write out what I need to do and plan it, um, and I don't plan far in advance, I, I cannot plan weeks ahead of time. It is more day to day with me. Um, I know that in the summer, I'm going to do a bodybuilding show. So I tailor 12 weeks, you know, from the start to finish. And, and my good old coach husband here, you know, helps guide me through that. Uh, when it comes to the schoolwork, you know, I, I would do it at night. You know, most of the time when the kids would go to bed, I would work on my discussions and my, my papers anytime that I could. I had to learn a lot of prioritizing. And, you know, I, I'm the queen of becoming, and I called myself the procrastinating perfectionist because with so much to do, you know, certain things now take precedence or that gets pushed to the side. It's really making sure that what I need to do is when I need to do it. So if it's pushing back a running session or a workout because I have a client that I need to see, I still know that there's time in the day that I can get that in. So it's really just looking at hour by hour and taking it one step at a time. So it can be overwhelming if you look at everything all at once. I, I tell all my clients, I'm like, chunk it up, create sections. If you give yourself an hour to do an assignment, that's your hour, you know, and then you pick it up where you didn't get to it. Um, so there's so much time in the day that you can be more productive. Um, I would say housework is probably my least favorite thing to have to go to. Uh, <laughs> so laundry does tend to pile up because you know the kids are still clothed, they still have good stuff, but it's not that big of a priority in the end. You know, I don't yeah. prefer to make myself nuts over getting all the laundry done and doing a load every single day, you know? Is it manageable? Um, no, it's not. You know, yeah. so creating that mental space about what's truly important versus what isn't, you're not stressing over the little things. Uh, I don't really stress that much. My kids have told me I'm such a more balanced mom these days than I ever used to be, uh, simply because when you have more structure, more gets done. And one of the biggest revelations that I had over the summer is you know, everybody wants to multitask. Everybody wants to do a little bit of this and a little bit of this. Well, your brain doesn't like that. Your brain only likes to focus on one thing at a time. 
because then you're giving all of that attention to that task. Mm -hmm. So if you're a little bit into this pot and your hands a little bit into that one, you're never going to fully finish what you're doing. So it's really doing the one thing at a time until it's done. Yeah, no, that's brilliant advice. And it's, it, I think it, it's perfect for just about everyone anywhere in their lives, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you're a business owner, whether you work for somebody else, focusing on one task, prioritizing what's most important, and not stressing about the little things. It's good advice. It's, uh, it makes perfect sense. And you're right. I think that I notice myself, if I start trying to do multiple tasks, I know I'm not going to finish either of them. I have to sit down, concentrate, finish what's in front of me, and then move on to the next item on my right, list. And it's true in business, too. I mean, we've talked to a number of couples on the show that have had multiple projects going at the same time. And like we do, I mean, we've got to, we got the podcast in our main business and everybody pretty much has said that unless multiple projects are tied together in some way, shape or form, like they're in the same industry or they relate to each other or something like that, like something is going to have to give, otherwise they're both going to not be as successful. As well, I want to talk a little bit about more about your kids because, you know, kids are, they're wonderful. They're delightful. They're, they're the best things that happen to us as parents. I can, I know that's true for me and I'm certain that's true for you and everyone listening, but they're also a handful and they require a lot of, a lot of time and commitment and dedication. And sometimes it causes frustration. And so you got three kids, they're all, you know, very different ages um, and different stages in their life too. And you have your fourth child, which is your business. Um, it's interesting that you guys say your business is your child. We've had another couple on the show saying that their business was like a second marriage. So it's interesting the way, the way um, business couples talk about the way that they, they interpret their business and their, and, and their children and their life. But let's talk about the kids. So they're 13, 8, and 5. What do you think they would say about you guys as, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, what, what would you say are some of the lessons that they've learned from you as being business owners? I would think that, at least hope, they would think that good things take time that you have to put in. You know, if our son wants to play Major League Baseball, he's gonna have to put in the time in the cage and taking ground balls on the field for hours and hours and hours on end. You're not just gonna be handed a major league contract. Same with our daughters. Anything that they want to do, they got to put in the time and effort to do it. And I think that they see that there's passion behind a lot of what we do. You know, especially our oldest. You know, she she's brilliant like we are, you know, in science and math and wants to go into a field of, you know, human performance, basically, you know, whether it ends up being orthopedic surgeon or strength and conditioning or Something like that. It's going to be in the human performance field. You know, so she sees the dedication that we have and the work ethic that we demonstrate. And I, even the little one, you know, she is a functionized baby, you know, <laughs> they, um, they do everything they can to, I don't want to say like mimic us, but they, they work hard and they play hard, you know, mm -hmm. they, um, I think, see a lot of positive traits and what we're doing and they know that you know this is for them and that if you want something you have to grow it uh like jim was saying that you know uh if our son wants to you know go to the major leagues you know you're gonna have to put in the time and i think that they see that we put in the time here knowing that it's for them down the road yeah how and are your oldest they... who's 
you know, only 13. She's an intern uh, in your business, right? And it's uh, talk talk about that. How is it? How is it having a 13 year old around? She's fabulous. She's more like having a 23 year old, I gotta say. She knows the ins and outs of the business. You know, we get her to come out of our shell. She's very book smart, very quiet. So she's like the perfect student, you know. So we try to get her out of her shell and talking to the different members here and answering the phones in the summer, learning the scheduling software teaching them life skills so that, you know, whatever she wants to do with this, when the time comes, she can do it. You know, she goes to all of our events that we do outside of here, uh, talking about what we do. She writes papers and quotes us um, for school. (laughs) So she uses our research articles and to make points in health and nutrition class. And it's, you know, the best thing when she's like, mom, they're so wrong. You know, I had to, to write on, this aspect of why fats are good for you and why you shouldn't eat grains. And, you know, it, they listen, whether you realize it or not, you know, and our son will say things like that too, you know, and you don't realize what they hear and how much they're picking up on the positive things that we say to our members. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, you know, she traveled with Jim over the summer um, for the movie and she's just really amazing. Um, amazing music. <laughs> that is that's just, awesome. that's awesome. And actually, one of the things that Mike and I have talked about, and we'll probably do this in, in 2021, is um, we've talked to a number of, of our guests that have kids, and we ask them, you know, very similar questions about are the kids involved? You know, what do they think about the business or, you know, the fact that mom and dad work together? One of the things that we've been talking about is um, interviewing kids of entrepreneurs and asking them some questions so maybe your oldest what's her what's your daughter's name athena athena beautiful name maybe she would like to join us on the podcast and talk about what what her future (laughs) entrepreneurial pursuits might be so that if she's she's learned from mom and dad yeah and what she's learned from you guys which sounds like a lot well we are at our least favorite part of the show. We're at the part of the show where we have to start wrapping up and saying goodbye to our guests. And we're always very lucky to have such amazing guests. And Jim and Chante, you guys have not disappointed. This has been such an exciting and enlightening conversation for us. And I know our listeners are going to feel the same way. Before we wrap things up, I do have a couple of questions that we like to end the show on. Um, and you kind of touched on this a little bit. So what is the next big project that you're working on either for your business or for your family or your relationship? Going out one night, just <laughs> us. It's a huge that part. is a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice, uh, definitely to go out, um, just to really continue plugging away and get well, the next uh, place up and running. And plug away, grow the brand, get the movie out there. Yeah, um, that's a big one. Yeah. And that would be... Uh, I guess a small undertaking. We'll figure out. Yeah, something. yeah, those are some big goals for 2021. <laughs> a movie on Netflix and opening another uh, location in 2021. So that those are big ones. And then the most important one that I completely agree with you is having some alone mom and dad time, going out. Hopefully soon we can get this COVID behind us and uh, and go out like we normally did. So I love that. Well, when the um, movie is ready to launch, we'd love to have you guys back and. Chat oh, about yeah. it. Oh, anytime. Yeah. When do you anticipate the movie being ready? Uh, one year. Okay. Excellent. We're finishing up the trailer right now. We have uh, a dollar or two to raise. It's amazing 
that you can have a Emmy Award winning movie, but if nobody knows it's around, then no one's going to watch it. So I'd yes. like people to watch it. Next question is, what advice would you offer other life partners or spouses looking to start a business together? I would suggest finding a business that they both have an interest in. You know, sometimes one spouse may love one direction and somebody wants to open something completely different direction. If you're not aligned in your values and how you both fit into it, it won't succeed. But what Shanti just said and how you both fit into it. Everybody needs, like I was saying earlier, to have your specific role. I rely on Shante for certain things. Shante relies on me on certain things. If one of us doesn't do those certain things, we're literally letting the other person down, as well as the entire company. So if you can both have those clearly defined roles and something you're both passionate in, then uh, you can start with the next step and start your business plan. Absolutely. Great advice there. Uh, Jim, you already mentioned, you know, Cutting out bread and sugar. If you had to pick one more thing that somebody can do to really improve their health, what would it be? You know what? I would actually say to get a continuous glucose monitor. You can't see the one that I'm wearing right now. Um, NutriSense is where I got it through. You can track it. You just scan the NFC chip on there. Um, the reason I say that is because you really get a chance to know your body and its response to different foods. Mm. While you can do all the lab testing in the world, you can combine that now and actually see how your body is responding and certain times of day and the exercise that you do. And once you can really get to know yourself to that deeper level, now you can start honing and tweaking the things that you do during the day to perform better. It's neat. Yeah, it's just an essential part of getting your body to function the right way. Yes. Well, but I'm glad. I'm glad. Glucose monitor. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you said sleep, Shante, because that was what was going on in my head. I mean, obviously, the glucose monitor. That's 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 a good one. That I would not have thought of that initially. Uh, that's not where my brain went. But um, that was one of the goals. What, you talked about goals. So one of the goals that Mike and I had for 2020 was to buy a new mattress. We, we bought a new mattress and it's been um, the best sleep that we've had in years. So yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. Well, last question here. And so Jim, you're going to ask this, uh, you're going to answer the question about Shante and Shante, you're going to answer this about Jim. Uh, what is the one thing or quality that each of you bring to your relationship that you couldn't do without? For Shante would be her constant positive outlook on things. Shante has a way of turning the darkest of situations and being able to extrapolate, I don't know where she gets things from, but it's not made up. It's not like she's just dumping niceness all over things to make it look better. Shante finds ways to bring the positivity when I want to not be positive, I'll put it nicely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that is very true. <laughs> uh, I think the biggest thing that Jim does, he's a visionary. So he can see into the future and makes it so much clearer and easier for us to go from point A to point B. Uh, I am, I guess, more nearsighted or short-sighted and he's definitely that long-term goal setter 
And I think that that helps us to constantly evolve and grow. So I am great with like the day-to-day -day stuff and he's great with like the five, 10 years out, um, which is where you need somebody in both sides of it. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Jim and Shante, thank you guys so much for joining us on the show. It's been a real pleasure. Um, if any of our guests are listening out there, how can they get in touch with you guys? Website, functionize.com, uh, Instagram and Facebook, both are at functionize. Or you just shoot us an email over at support at functionize.com and eventually it'll trickle down to one of us. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you guys so much for being part of the show. And we look forward to getting in touch with you when the movie comes out. Thank you very much, Mike and Gabby. Appreciate, Appreciate you both. Having Thank you guys. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Mixing Business with Pleasure. We hope you'll join us next week as we feature another pair of co-founders who are also lovers and are proving that business and pleasure really do mix well together. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.